0: Peace. <laughs> Welcome to Breakthrough the Ordinary Podcast. Are you ready to commit to your future self? If you are, sibling duo Mark and Claudine Charmante will take you on a journey of self-discovery to unlock your highest potential. Through impactful conversations with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, coaches, and healers, we're here to share practical strategies and tools that generate the life you envision. New episodes drop every Monday.
1: And we have a wonderful guest with us today, Wendy Deakin. She's an international speaker and former national nonprofit executive. She's focused on helping women over 45 answer the tough question on what they want in their life next. Wendy is the founder of Destination U, a company that empowers women leaders to create the lives they truly want, to live and create the roadmap to bravely forge into the uncharted territory and lead their own adventure in the wild, both literally and figuratively. She's also the author of three books. The newest one is Destination Unknown. Take the Take the leap, right? The unexpected journey.
0: Yep. Take the leap. Yes. We're all available in Amazon. Um, so
1: come take the leap with us. Yes. And I have
0: a frog. Take in my the leap. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So Wendy, it's a pleasure yeah. to have you here. Yes. I I I I have to tell you, even your bio kind of created something, right? That into the wild and being a woman over fifty myself, I'm like, yeah, there's a different calling that comes. Um, I yeah. have to say,
1: yes. yeah, as a man over fifty, it's calling me too. So I just want to put that out there for the men. You know, I know the women. But the, I'm like, okay, adventure, let's go. <laughs>
2: I know, but we are so fortunate, right? Because we grew up in a different era. Our parents were not snowboarding at fifty three okay. and they weren't planning a safari or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so we're so fortunate that we were given this gift and, and grew up the way that we did. But now that all these possibilities are here, that we get to chart a whole new course.
0: Mm-hmm. And and let's start the conversation so our listeners understand your course, your path, right? I, I heard, right, international speaker past VP or this, you know, this executive and, and here you are now and you're 50 plus charting a whole new territory and path for yourself. So perhaps you could just give us some, some idea of your journey. Sure. So, uh, so I, uh, grew up in a
2: wonderful home. I always say like, leave it to Beaverland, right. Uh, went to college, went to grad school. I swam through college. So I was always an athlete, which I'm very uh, fortunate title IX was very good to me. And um, started my career in healthcare as a physiologist, and really worked in a lot of outpatient healthcare, so preventive and uh, what's considered secondary prevention programs like cardiac rehab, pulmonary rehab, uh, preventive health services, and loved it. Worked in healthcare hospital systems for years, and then went to American Heart Association, where I spent then 15 more years on healthcare quality and research absolutely loved it. That was where I was going to stay forever. That was it. I worked with these amazing physicians, clinicians, volunteers, was able to translate research to the bedside and just loved it. I was flying everywhere, traveling back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so I'm digging my career. Things are going fine. And uh, now I'm getting into my forties and I'm starting to question a couple things and I'm seeing um, things with my leadership that I'm like, well, that's what I've always aspired to, but I'm starting to question, is that really what I want anymore? I don't know. I've always been on this path, right? And we're, we're really good at charging forward and yep, I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. And again, I loved it. So it's not like I, it was something I didn't enjoy. But as I was turning 50, I had just gone through a divorce and my parents were getting a little bit older and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next and a very, very close friend was diagnosed with stage four cancer and it just shook me to my core. Uh, I, you know, I had been kind of wondering about what I wanted to do longer term, but all of a sudden I was sitting in, that, in her hospital room going, oh my gosh, what if I could never ride a bike again? Or what if I don't get a chance to see Alaska? Or what if, right? All these what ifs. And so watching her, stop me on a dime. And I then put into motion uh, this thinking of maybe I just need a complete life pivot and not traveling everywhere and actually just starting to enjoy more of life now. So I uh, I approached my nonprofit and it was an amicable parting. And my parents uh, thought I would end up in their basement playing video games. So I can distinctly remember my father going, you're, you're going to do what? What? You're leaving a paycheck? What? wait a minute, what? So uh, so I stepped out not really knowing anything other than I wanted to write. And I knew there was this movement happening with, and this cultural change, right? Just like we had talked before that a lot of us in our forties and fifties, like we're doing things so different now than our predecessors. And we're very fortunate. And so all of a sudden it was like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. So it really was taking a leap into the unknown. I knew it would be something about being in our 40s and 50s and and embracing this time and really making the most of it, but it took some time. I uh, got to travel, I got to play a bit, and then I started writing. And the writing process was very cathartic and tougher than I expected. Actually, um, I think writing nonfiction or fiction might be a little easier because all of a sudden, when you write something personal about your family or friends, you're like, "Oh, wait a minute." Well, they read it in the positive way that I'm trying to get it across, right? So as I've been then navigating and learning and on my own personal journey, I decided that for me, I needed to help others find more of their fun in the day-to-day life, right? Not wait until they're 75 and retired to take the cruise somewhere. No, no. Time to do it is now because we really just don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. So For me, that's kind of how my journey in the last three years now has really been in turning and finding my way in writing and then creating Destination You and the Inspiring Your Next Community.
1: Wow. Sounds like fun.
2: So just very different, but a a complete life pivot, right? And so uh, from a professional standpoint, I'm stretching my brain. And so I'm going to tap my clinical knowledge background. I'm creating new neural pathways every day because social media is not innate to me, right? So blogging and posting on Instagram about these adventures doesn't come as natural to me. So things like that, I'm learning about website design and, and podcast editing and things that I never anticipated doing. So it's been a great stretch in a totally different way.
1: Sounds great. So how do you work with organizations and people? Like, what do you do? Can you explain what you do and how you work with them?
2: Yeah. So when I created Destination U, um, I know just there are many people out there who are coaching and advising on, um, you know, trauma, you know, recovering from trauma or health and nutrition, um, optimizing their finances at this stage. And I really felt like the one Area I was most fascinated and um, passionate about was going after something new. And for me, a lot of it's outdoors, but it's also creative uh, uh, expression and trying something, you know, like writing my blog for the first time or um, even writing the book. So anything that I was trying new and really prioritizing more of what was fulfilling to me personally, something that was enriching me, I felt like I was growing and learning and enjoying and had a smile on my face the whole time. So that's where I decided to focus my efforts on working with bold, adventurous women. Now I will say, I still have men that I work with too, but it seems like there are more women seeking a community of others and really help redefine what's possible at 48 or 52 or 61, and live more intentionally and with more fulfillment. So really prioritizing what they want, and not, you know, not like I want the bigger house. If you want the bigger house, great, but what do you want that's really filling your bucket, right? Maybe you've always wanted to play the piano. Maybe you want to start creating, um, maybe you want to start baking and selling cupcakes. Maybe you want to write your own blog, right? Maybe you want to create photo albums, whatever it's going to be. I found that the question I always got asked from everyone was, how did you set that up? How did you go? What, when you set up that trip to Iceland, well, how did you get started? And when you went horseback riding, you've never gone horseback riding. How did you get that started? So I work with people to really help them overcome kind of some of those roadblocks of uh, prioritize, making sure that they're prioritizing more of what they want and they're fun. So most people that I work with either are too busy, right? They've got all the other things to take care of in the world, the job, the kids, maybe they're grown kids, but kids still around, right? Uh, The spouse, the aging parents, the bills, whatever. And so this keeps getting put to the back of the list, right? So it's either lack of time, it's lack of ideas, it's lack of um, how to get started. Sometimes there, somebody really wants to go on a fly fishing trip and they're like, no, nah, I just don't know. So they kind of put it to the back burner and don't come back to it, right? Or it's not having a community of people to do it with. That's the other piece. So I work with people and organizations, more people individually. So I have free resources on ideas to inspire and then a lot of how-to steps. So I dive into that a little bit on the free resources, but then I have a community. I'm very fortunate to have found others in a community called Inspiring Your Next. And this is a group where now we're sharing a lot more details, right? So um, planning a trip to Iceland, why I recommend either four days or seven days or 10 days. If you're going, here are the must-see sites, and here are some hotels I recommend, and things that a 53-year-old female will tell you that maybe a 22-year-old won't tell you. And the easiest analogy for me is uh, the fly fishing and hiking. So we just did a fly fishing adventure. i would never fly fished before. And, uh, one of my community members said this was one of her most gratifying experiences. So we put it on the, on the books and got a group to go. And I noticed the hardest part for me was walking in the water. You know, they provide all the gear, right? But walking in the water on the slippery rocks was for me the most unstable and most a little funky So one of my recommendations is make sure when you're setting up this type of a trip with a guide that you're telling them, I want somebody's arm as I'm walking on the little rocks, or I want to be in a very shallow area where it's only ankle deep. I want a walking stick, things like that, that again, won't occur to maybe a 20 year old guide, but as you're a bold, adventurous woman now in your forties and fifties, redefining what's possible, I'm going to give you those key how to um, critical steps that is going to make it much more enjoyable. And so working with people first to find what they want, right? That's, that's a big question, right? A lot of times it's easier to take out the trash and do all the other things and not deal with that for years. And then all of a sudden you look back and go, oh, it! I've always wanted to go to see Ireland and I haven't gone. Right. So working with free resources, then the community membership, and then the highest level I work with um, individuals is a personal adventure concierge. So If Claudine says to me, uh, I want to go to Ireland next month, but I don't have time, I don't know what to do, or maybe instead uh, you contact me and we have a 15-minute discussion and you say, I don't know, I want to go somewhere, but I don't know what it is yet, or I want to try something new. Well, then I have a couple of key questions I'm going to help narrow down ideas I'm going to bring back three or four examples of either itineraries or places to go. I'm going to say, well, Claudine, Ireland is going to offer these things. Or I think you could go also to this retreat in Utah. Here's the, here's the contacts, And then if that person wants to level up to the next place where I'm actually booking all this and getting it done, easy peasy, I got that. And then if they even want to have me go along, because sometimes you have people who want to go solo, sometimes they want a buddy, I'm happy to go along and video and capture everything and create scrapbooks and video, you know, Mm -hmm. digital memories and things like that. So more of a concierge on making it easy for you, eliminating those roadblocks, and then being there as kind of your support community to cheer you on and also hold you accountable, right? So not just, oh, I really want to go. Well, then it stops. Or I've always wanted to X, right? Well, who's checking in with you at 30 days and saying, hey, have you contacted anybody? Have you researched anything yet? Mm. So serving all that for an individual. For organizations, I then work with group coaches and other group types of memberships to handle their retreats. And I think it's the best part. I think it's the fun stuff or the adventure out of their comfort zone stuff that complements either their spiritual growth work, their professional business development work, whatever that coach or that retreat is focused on, what is something that we can do creatively outside that's more fun, that breaks down kind of the, the community roadblocks and really brings more cohesive fun energy and um, gets them ready to tackle that spiritual challenge or that transformational life challenge. Um, So done art classes, done like the fly fishing, um, up paddleboard, whatever it's going to be. But I get to plan the fun part for their adventure retreats. I
0: like
1: that. sounds good.
0: You know, you know, I I think I got the best job. Sounds pretty good. (laughs) Fun and fulfillment. I have to agree with you there. I I remember, you know, for our listeners, um, uh, you know, Wendy has her own podcast also, Destination U. Yeah, life reimagined. Life reimagined. I yep. apologize, life reimagined. Okay. Also on all the, all the all um, the you know listening apps, and we've spoken before. I've been a guest on your show, and I remember you sharing a really touching story about somebody who wanted to climb a mountain, um, but was also ill. And your level of concierge was also ensuring that her medical needs in a hospital, and I can't remember where it was. I know it was an international trip, but the level of yeah. care that you put into that trip for her and her friend, right, so that she had nutritionally, medically, and mm-hmm. also got to have her her now life, you know, you know, life is now bucket, th- you know, event occur, and I just was so yeah. moved by that level of you know, of care. That's what I would say. Like you really held her in that space and, and had it happen for her. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's where I'm very fortunate. And again, I never envisioned this is where I would be professionally or personally. Um, but this is a unique way I'm able to leverage my physiology, healthcare background with uh, pursuing your passion. And so this actually was a trip to Iceland um, so I've been to Iceland twice and the first time was one of those, um, you saw, uh, like cheap airfare and it was four days. So it was a quick, you know, just pop in and out and see a couple things. And w- once I landed in Iceland and I was looking around, I'm like, oh, I have so got to come back. I mean, four days is not going to be enough. And this gal was on that trip with me. And um, I mean, literally, we were still driving at two in the morning to find the Northern Lights, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, barely catching the plane back home. So, anyway, so fast forward years later, and this is now the person who has stage four ovarian cancer. And we want to go to Iceland. And um, there is, as you can imagine, the healthcare system in Iceland, while very good, they're far apart. And we were talking about going around the entire You know, country and taking 10 days hiking on glaciers, um, horseback riding, kayaking, things like that. So um, she was also very restricted in the types of food she could have because the type of cancer messes with all the digestive system. And so she can't do like salads and things that have a lot of high fiber. And so We had to spend actually a good amount of time planning the types of food. And we boxed up food to take with us um, because we also knew that we couldn't get in a situation where we did anything to make her health condition worse. So hydration was going to be important, the types of food, and then actually mapping out where the medical systems were in the country. So if there was any problem, we already had backup. Uh, We knew her oncologist knew where, what our itinerary was going to be. We had a phone that we knew that we could always get in touch with her if we had some problems. And because we did all these steps so carefully and so diligently up front, we had no problems, Mm -hmm. right? We we cooked our own food. She was able to eat everything she needed to. She was hydrated, um, never had an issue. And so to me, that was... Like you said, uh, you know, Claudine, a whole other level of fulfillment because here somebody would, in that similar situation, if they didn't have the right person around them, might go, oh, well, that ship has sailed. Like, no, I wish I could have. <laughs> no, we're young. We are just too young for I wish I could have. So I, it was really, like you said, it was it was a whole nother level of of my gratitude being able to be there and experience that, and we had an amazing yeah. trip. That's great.
1: So the care yeah. and the love and the attention to it all. And I thought of dreams. You're making dreams come true or people put them on the back shelf and they say, you know, eh, whatever it's, but it's really, you're bringing their dreams to light and how much fun.
2: I'm just helping them try to remember to not put them in the back burner. And, you know, I, I still believe today that we, Today is a gift. We just don't know. And unfortunately, most of the time people get to the point of tackling their bucket list. It's when something awful happens, right? Or something really shakes up their world. And I don't want to get to the point where I'm questioning, can I ever do that again? Or I never got to see, uh, Fiji, right? I don't want to find myself in that position and then be at a place where I'm physically unable to, or I have to be wheeled around somewhere. I instead, my vision is I want to create this video library of all these amazing adventures. So when I'm sitting in the nursing home at age 107, (laughs) I am watching all these things going, oh my God, that was a blast. Oh, I remember that fly fishing trip. That was amazing. Oh, look there we are in Iceland and we did this and this. So I'm building this really great bank of, you know, not having good television series in the future of all the things that we did that were just so freaking fun. And my hope is that by posting this and and with the community that I'm working with and sharing these resources, that it makes it top of mind for you. So even just us talking today, you know, like Mark, you'll be thinking it, it might you know, you've got these to-do lists, right? But you might go, "Hmm, you know what? I really should put that trip up in six months, not six Mm -hmm. years, right? And so it's trying to inspire with ideas and then trying to give the how-to steps and make it easy. And then kind of being that cheerleader and accountability buddy so that you do it. Because talking about it is one thing, but do it, just go. And I have never gone on an adventure or tried something new and went, ugh, that was terrible. You know, even, even the fly fishing, I loved it. I don't, I'm not going to go out and buy all the gear and go become a fly fishing maniac. That's, I love it. But I, but now I've added a new thing to my list. It's when my father comes to Colorado, I'm taking a fly mm-hmm. fishing and he'll love it. Right? So me and my dad standing in a Colorado river, that will be amazing. Mm. And that I think it's contagious. Once you you know, once you start prioritizing a little bit more of what I think uh, is regular fun, right? You don't have to plan the month-long trip. You can you can pepper these into weekend adventures and and everyday activities or every week or every month, right? Something more regular. But once you start doing it and your cup gets filled, it's so much easier to tackle all the other stuff life's going to throw your way, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you have this much joy... And when you're around others who are trying something new, Tracy posted about trying skate skiing. I've never even heard of skate skiing, but now it's on my list, right? And this person talks about a really great restaurant in uh, Atlanta if you're driving through and someone else in the community talks about uh, volunteering at a shelter. So all these other things that, again, are helping fulfill you emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically helping you grow in some way. So I don't know that it makes, uh, I don't think I'm making the dreams come true, but I'm getting all the other pieces together to help you get there faster. Mm.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yes. I like that. Wow. You know, With New Year's coming, we we often hear people talk about New Year resolutions. And even though we know statistically that they are not effective. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have this philosophy of, you know, life is now list can you help our listeners you know as, as they look into 2022 right how is it that you can you, you've spoken a lot about the the process and what you do but let's, let's kind of narrow it down next year here we are what how would you have someone start to evaluate and and, and be in this space of like yeah let me consider what is on my life is now list mm. right Yep. So um,
2: I have a blog in which I um, post and actually a medium article on um, why I think creating your bucket list is lame. And that's because I think you need a, a live it now list, right? And it, it'll be great. I, my hope is that I run out of bucket list stuff before I hit 75 or 80. That'd be awesome. That's a great goal I'm going to pursue, right? Um, but Uh, New Year's resolutions, and I actually saw it a lot of parallel in the preventive health industry, right? So throughout the year, especially with weight management classes or stop smoking or physical exercise, whatever, the place would be quiet all throughout December. And then come January 2nd, when the doors opened again, it was like this mad rush, right? And it's that short-term goal was not sustainable because it wasn't filling their bucket or it wasn't It wasn't something that they were enjoying. So for many people, you know, like instead of joining the gym for three months and, you know, just kind of falling off the wagon, so to speak, in March, what if instead you decide that you always loved being out on a trail, okay, or the beach? Let's go with the beach, right? You're in Florida, Claudine, a lot of time, right? So you just love spending time on the beach. What if instead of making a, a New Year's resolution or a bucket list of visiting another beach later, you get back to reframing that perspective and saying, you know what, I'm going to instead for the new year, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to walk on the beach for a half hour every morning and then I'm going to plan a trip to Fiji, right? Because I've always wanted to go to Fiji. My friend talked about this one place one time that was awesome and I want to just do this, right? So we'll set two goals. One is so that you can get your daily activity outside in a place where the sun is warming your skin and you're actually walking. And instead of having the donut, you're walking instead of that time. And that starts to feed these healthier habits. So you're getting your daily dose of that fulfillment. But now you're also going, oh, now I can't wait to get to Fiji. Now I'm going to start planning it. And so instead of putting all these things off till later... Or starting these habits for New Year's, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, or I'm going to you know, save $100 a month, whatever that is. If it's not fulfilling, and it's not something you really enjoy, you're not going to stick with it. So in the two kind of facets of this is on the New Year's resolution, focus on what's one thing in 2022 you want to do on your Live It Now list. Is it a place you want to go? Is it... Um, Like, again, one of the members of my community, is it taking your artwork and creating an online studio so people can buy your paintings? Is it writing that chapter with four of your colleagues because you've got a book inside that you just know needs to come out? Is it starting your podcast like you guys did? Is it um, trying fencing? I've never tried fencing, so heck, that's gotta be added to my list, right? But what is it that is going to fill your bucket make you feel better and gives you a goal. And then how you're going to work back from that is again, part of the how with timing, budget, some of the questions that um, I know I ask of my clients and I have in these resources that help you kind of plan backwards a little bit from where you want to be and how you
0: get there. Mm -hmm. So reverse Mm -hmm. engineering is, is a really different, right? Setting the goal, um, the temporary goal, but the bigger one. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's easy. I think one of the hardest parts for folks is figuring out what That's they what want. That's what I
1: was going to ask you. Yeah.
2: yeah, that really is because especially, and again, I see this with men too, but women are, I think a little bit better at taking care of everybody else's needs first especially if you're a mom or a dad, right? You've got responsibilities. You've got kids. You've got, again, whether they're smaller or they're grown, you've got aging parents. You've got siblings. You've got work. You've got church. You've got junior league, or you've got, you know, this group or your old sorority, whatever it is, right? And you're so good at taking care of all those other things. And it's really easy for us as we're you know, steamrolling forward to not focus on what we really want. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, this is where Claudine, I think you come in with mindset. It's so important for women, especially to stop and go, Hey, it's okay to take care of me right now. It really is. And allow that, allow yourself to think, well, maybe uh, can I put myself up a little higher on that priority list? Right. And I think that's also why we're at this place in our, 40s, 50s and 60s in redefining things because we've worked really hard, right? We've saved, we've raised the kids, we've and we have a lot of really wonderful life experiences and I think one of the best things that came out of COVID was it helped a lot of people stop for a moment and really think, "Oh, wait a minute. Is this is this it for me, right? Is this the path I'm going to stay on and and I'm good or do I need a little more?" And so I think the one positive out of COVID was people stopping and asking about their more, right. What their next is. So I do have, um, people, you can have a free you know, consult with me, uh, come in and say, uh, you know, I just don't know. I know I want to do something. Um, a friend talked about this one really cool hike in Spain that you do, then it's a spiritual and emotional track. And, Uh, you know, El Camino or whatever. And I don't know if that's for me. Well, then I ask questions to help clarify if that's really what they want or if it helps them figure out kind of, maybe that wasn't the right one, but maybe instead I want to go to Spain and I want to learn how to make tapas, (laughs) right? But by doing this, by having somebody else ask you the questions, because I'm not in the middle of whatever else is in their mind, right? I can ask objectively from the outside and help them see a little bit more clarity and a direction to go and then help them plan it and do the homework for them so that they don't have to start from scratch because that's the other intimidating part, right? Someone will go, I don't even know where to begin for Iceland, right? Oh. Piece of cake, I got gotcha. you. And even if I've never been there, I know how to research it. I know how to connect and find the right guides or the right companies that can be trusted. And again, because our needs at if 57 going and uh, walking on a glacier in Iceland is going to be different than than I was at 25. So by having these recommendations, resources, questions, I help you figure out that kind of what it is and, and clarify a goal for what you want in 2022 but then also help keep you accountable and, and ping you every once in a while and go, how's it going? Did you did you contact that? Did you set that up yet? And if not, you know this is a judgment-free zone. It's not punitive, but how can I then help you if you've hit a roadblock, right? And even if it takes eight months to get to where you wanted to go instead of the five, hey, at least you did it, right? At least you're going on that path versus waiting another five or 10 years because the I, we don't know nobody's got any time for regret and life is just too short
1: so you've answered a lot i mean you've really covered a lot um before they even get to you if the, for our listeners if they were just at home and they're what would the process be or what What are a couple tools or, or ideas you can give them to even start that process some people are so distracted or so in their lives what, so what are the maybe the couple steps that they can take that you know that they can start for themselves to even get to that place?
2: So I think the number one thing is just setting aside a little time. And especially if your time, like you don't feel like you don't have any time right now, that's going to be the hardest piece. Right. So you can follow me either on Instagram or uh, subscribe to my website and free downloads. I've got a Live It Now list list of ideas. So there's, I think, 125 or 130 mm-hmm. different ideas there. And there are questions that ask you right away, uh, a couple of clarifying things like, uh, would you like to do this in 30 days, 90 days, 180 days? Do you have a budget? Do you want to do this solo? Do you want a friend? Um, these kind of questions. So uh, between Instagram, I have a free Facebook group the website subscription, you can get a lot of ideas for free. And this is a good way to get started because then you can look at this list and it will start generating other questions in your mind. Okay. So like sailing, you might find sailing on this list and go, oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about this. But a friend of a friend of a friend did this cool thing about 12 years ago that I always thought would be kind of neat. And I've never tried sailing, right? So it helps start the thinking process and again, bring it back up to, uh, more of your consciousness and a more of a priority. And so that's the number one thing is to start getting ideas and inspiration. And so that part is all free, uh, destinationyou.net. And then you can listen to the podcast, Life Reimagined, in which um, women talk about overcoming roadblocks and how they've created this new life on the other side that they didn't see possible. And that's going to actually showcase, I'm going to bring forth more stories of adventures people have gone on in our 40s and 50s and how, how it's just a stoking more of that fire for them to keep prioritizing ourselves, right? So I would say start by just following and subscribing because all that is free and you start seeing other people post and you start to realize it's okay. And there's a community of people ready to support you and say, oh my God, I never thought about fly fishing. That's awesome. I have a gal in um, Texas who said, I never even thought about a snowshoe thing. What the heck is snowshoeing? Well, when I lived in Florida and Texas, I never thought about snowshoeing. It's incredible. And it's so low cost. I mean, it's like $15 at REI to go rent them. And I can show you a trail to go walk on. And it's this pristine, quiet in nature, little crunching on the snow. You hear little birdies, that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible and it's breathtaking and anybody can do it because it's just walking. Right. And so I want to bring all these ideas to you so that you don't even have to look online. You're just going to go, Oh my gosh, see Wendy can do that. Oh, Claudine can do that. I can do that. And it gets you thinking. And just by raising that consciousness, now you're going to start hopefully wanting to put a little bit more time to thinking through what you want. Mm-hmm. And then, Then if you want to step it up a level and join the community where we've got these group events, um, we're going to do a snowmobiling and a a snowshoe hike in February, I think. I'm working on the details for that. Um, And I'm actually talking with a company in Iceland because I love it up there. I can't wait to go back. So we'll be setting up more group activities. Um, But I also create in the group, um, if you can't join the activities, I give you again turnkey on how to do it in your own market, right? So we did a full moon hike, which if you've never done that, um, we took you know met everybody at a trailhead um, about a half hour before the sun went down, and it was a very simple, easy trail. You know this is again requires only walking up a slight hill, I'm not going to be strenuous. Uh, but if you can't come to the location where we were doing it, I'm giving you all the steps. So if you live in Tampa Bay, right? Okay. You're not going to go on a moonlight hike up a mountain in Tampa Bay. However, not, I mean, like, I've been to Tampa, but I don't think it's changed that much. But I'm going to give you the keys to um, the planning steps and say, okay, here's how you're going to do. You're going to pick a date. You're going to contact your friends. You're going to say, we're going to meet at this park at... Uh, 7.30 p.m. and bring, you know, a snack or a beverage, and we're going to walk about three miles through the park while the moon rises over the Tampa Bay, and it's going to be gorgeous, right? So I'm going to give you those steps that if you can't join us, you can hopefully replicate it in your market. And then I also love the unintended, not, in- not unintended, but the nice uh, unexpected benefit that some people in the community have connected in other markets And so I have a college friend and a high school friend who never knew each other, but live within about two hours of each other who have now met up and gone on several hikes and meetups together. And it's just so great to know that now actually we were talking online that now I got to plan my trip to go over there and and spend time with the two of them. So now they're going to show me something really cool in Virginia. I've never hiked in that area. So now I got to go over there. So it just snowballs. So I would say just to dip your toe in the water, check out some of the free resources. So either my Instagram destination you Wendy, or come to the website destination you.net, get in the free Facebook group, see others doing it. And then if you, you know, you can book free time with me to get started, or if you have any questions, and then if you want to take it to the next level and join some of the group activities or, um, that, uh, might inspiring your next community, um, i love to have mm. you. And I should mention one other piece about that community is in the idea structure. So the Facebook group, the members are all sharing these experiences, right? So I gave you a, like an example of this Mexican restaurant in Atlanta or this really cool, one of the gals did a uh, river rafting trip in on the Snake River in Idaho. And so it's not just me sharing My adventures, but it's others. And all of these get pulled into a website portal for the members to search through. And then I add additional context. So when Linda went on her uh, Snake River whitewater rafting trip, that got pulled into this member portal. So if you come in as a member and you search rafting or any water or Idaho, this video and this memory is gonna come up and with some key recommendations that says, this is the guide I use. And this is how many days I would do it. This is the cost. And so it's also to be kind of a trusted uh, group, community concierge, right? So I might not have gone on that trip, but now if you're in that community, you can ping Linda and she'll be happy to share and tell you all about it, right? So
0: yeah, it's about community. I appreciated you had used the analogy of of stoking the fire, because that's really what I thought of when, you know, even when Mark asked the questions, like starting with the ideas, like the spark, because some people like aren't, like you had said, Mark, they're so busy, they're not in touch with their own inspiration. So, right, right, they're just, there's nothing they're rubbing to create a spark. And, you know, sometimes we really do need the external to help us. To get it going and, and to give us air to go. Oh, wait a second! Like, and once we give ourselves permission, to open up space, we can yeah. we can generate more ideas. Um, but it's wonderful to have a place at least to start, right? Because I don't know what I don't know. I I, 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 you right. know, I have to be honest with you. I, if you asked me two weeks ago, I would tell you I had no desire to go fly fishing. Um. Yeah. Right. Like I know our family, you know, our our cousins are very, Mm -hmm. we're very big fly fishermen and they use their analogies often. Uh, One of them is a coach, but it's like, yeah, all right, fine. And then there, yeah, there was something different to watch a video of community. There was energy and smiles. There was an experience you could see people were having and they weren't talking to the camera it was just being in nature and seeing the and like all of a sudden it, it created invoked something but like that was a spark i didn't even know i i like right wasn't wasn't there um know. Yes. yeah yeah and actually this was so a uh,
2: woman in our community pamela Is just amazing. And again, the women in this group are just amazing with the businesses that they've started or the businesses they were in and just this diversity of talent, strength, experience, wisdom. And uh, she was the one who said her favorite adventure was uh, fly fishing. And this is not somebody, I would never pick her out of a lineup and say (laughs) fly fisher woman, never, ever, ever. And like you, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. I'd give that a shot. But hearing her talk about it, I went, oh, yeah, yeah. I got to see if I've experienced the same joy that she got out of it. And so I I knew there were a community of people already out there trying some things or wanting to, and it's been really exciting to see them come together. And I underestimated the power of living curiously and in a group that you feel more comfortable with, right? So... Again, if I, this is a judgment-free zone. So if you're in a group of others just like you and you're trying fly fishing for the first time, nobody there was trying to one-up each other with, I got an extra fish. No, I got my fish first. It's not like that, right? This group was more about spending time learning something, uh, smelling the amazing autumn air, looking at the leaves changing, standing in this river. and I'm like, oh my God, look at This is so cool. And just all these different experiences that, again, I just don't think at 22, I would have appreciated the same way, right? So it's the opportunity to live more curiously and be supported with a community who are doing the same. And, you know, and if you may try it, and it may not be your thing. You know, you might go, yeah, that was a nice day and it was a beautiful afternoon, but, you know, maybe you won't pick it up. Who knows? But, I don't I I, I love that um, somebody also shared with me one time, so I stole it from her. The fear of missing out became greater than the fear of itself of trying it, right? So the unknown of maybe I don't know how to get started with a fish fly fishing guide. Well, I don't want to get to 95 and go, ooh, I should have tried fly fishing or I should have tried sailing. Or I should have tried gardening. Gardening is something I never thought I'd pick up. And at 51, I created my own garden. I love it. Like who knew, yeah. right? So again, these little seeds of, of watching others do it. My hope is that you go, oh, I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know, like you said, plenty. Of, I didn't know. Maybe I would dig that. Maybe it'd be great. Yeah. And it's just, it's more fun to to see others doing it and I think it's just contagious. So it's Mm a good contagious, right? (laughs) Good contagious. Sounds great. Yeah. But it's, it's also opened my eyes. So uh, I was very fortunate. I'm, as you can tell, I love the outdoor stuff. Um, But I also love to express myself creatively. And I, um, I'm a photographer person. I love just anything, nature photography. So if I go to a an arts festival, I am all over the booths where they've got these amazing photographs, right? So uh, I don't have as strong the artistic gene, because I remember one of my elementary school art teachers asking me if what I was drawing was really a cow. So that you know hurt a little bit in my creative development, but, uh, but I've gotten a chance to experience other art classes by in working with other groups. And so a great example, I'm working with this women's entrepreneurial development group called Recreate, which is amazing. And um, the part, the double entendre, right, of that word is recreate. And so I get to handle the recreate part, which again, I think is the best part. And one of the, as the group, we surveyed what everyone was interested in and a, an art class, what came up, but not the sip and paint at the local shop. And again, nothing against that at all, but we wanted to do something a little different. And so we found a local artist and rented time in a local space in the local studio. So again, love the fact, again, it's a community give back, right? And community investment. And um, we created our first deco, wait, so How do I, let's see if I get it right. <laughs> Reverse decoupage glass on glass piece of art, right? So again, you can hear the lack of sophisticated artistic talent here, but we created these really cool glass plates and we, you know, spent time putting them together. Everyone's got all these different images, but it was a couple of hours of fun. And it was the night before we tackled again, the real strategic thinking, business development, you know, budget and timelines and, and marketing And by doing this the day before, it opens up all this creative energy and this, again, risk-taking, safe environment, fun, smiles everywhere. And now I've got a really cool decoupage art glass piece that now I've got this great memory and go, oh gosh, that's what the Recreate Girls and I've watched them all launch their businesses. And I know that doing this, that again, that little inspiration, that spark helped them get to that next level professionally.
0: Mm. Yeah. And they are very pretty. I saw saw pictures of those because you do you do post those. They are very unique. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, this is great. And again, it's an idea. And so, in the community, I say if you want to do this in your own town, here's the steps, yep. right? And yep. there are so many artists. There are online experiences now. So that's the other thing. We will be um, I'm going between two different online experiences uh, for the group that will kick off in November. We've done a group meditation. Uh, that was really popular. And then we also did a uh, last January we did a mocktails and cocktails. And so uh, in January, uh, it was like I don't know, second or third week where we had a list of ingredients and we made three drinks and you could either make it with alcohol or without alcohol. and they were so good. you know we were muddling our we were muddling our limes and cutting up our ginger and, um, and it was mm-hmm. great. And I was surprised how many like I thought it'd be about a third of the group um going alcohol free but it actually was the reverse only about a third used tequila or something in their beverages more people were doing the um alcohol free version so that was great mm-hmm. mm.
0: yeah i am really interested in how like we we have a, a call to action a challenge for our, our our listeners and i'm i'm sitting here i'm like okay so how do we embody this conversation of inspiration? Combined uh-huh. right with this evaluation, and, and that leads to an action, and ultimately an experience. Um, so perhaps we can create something together, um, really to ha- to have people live in their their nowness and that the now bucketness, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and especially with two thousand twenty two coming. Um, if there's any idea you have or we can create right now with you,
2: absolutely. So I would challenge your listeners, to think about one activity, one experience, one place, whatever it is that they immediately think of that they've always wanted to do, or uh, that they've been meaning to and just can't get to, right? And write that down and make a commitment that you will do it or advance it in 2022, right? So because the the breadth of that goal can be so big. It could be that you want to start taking piano lessons, right? That's that's something you can do in 2022. But if you want to take a six-week sabbatical to Australia or the North Pole, that may be a little bit more planning. And that might be a, I'm going to advance it in 2022 2022 to get to 2023, right? So that may, uh, it's going to depend on the type of goal you set. But I would challenge your listeners to set one goal adventure goal, something that's going to fill your bucket and from your live it now list. And we then are going to put it in place and put that plan in place. And you can download my free um, my free live it now list. And then you can also look, I've got other resources like a journal that will again, help you stay accountable and kind of keep this top of mind. And then I would love to have your listeners report back to you. And so even challenge you, Mark and Claudine, what you guys are going to commit to. And then let's post back to your show and tag you and say, this is what I'm doing. And then we can check in and say, how's it going? You know, like in March, how are you doing?
1: I think it's great. We can support each other. We do all our challenges too, just so our listeners know. And yeah, that's a great
0: call. Yep. And, and and we'll put that in our at the BTO podcast on Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful, awesome. Wonderful. So,
2: have you thought about a an adventure goal for yourselves? Well,
1: mm. I just want to say something. Talking, I'm an adventurist. I I always yes. have been. I, but I'm talking to you, and I'm like, I saw that cheap trip to Ireland, and I didn't take it. I saw one to yeah. China, I didn't, ta- and I'm like. What am I waiting for? Like, what am I waiting for? Yeah. I think the right. one to Ireland, Iceland was like yeah, five hundred, six hundred dollars. There was one to China. It was it was two hundred ninety nine dollars for eight days with tours, and it was like people were like, "What airfare oh, yeah. and all?" I said, "It's this crazy promotion. It's not fake, but it's just." Mm. Right. So, listening to you, I'm like, you know, the list is. I have a bucket list that's endless, but I'm going to do it. Like Iceland, I'm going. I want to see the Northern Lights. You, I'm going to talk about that. I'm for actually in get you on the phone I'm <laughs> downloading your lists and I'm like okay uh, you know
2: well and I even have one of my freebies is also if you subscribe to the website um, and this was one that was uh, again a passion project but I have a it's about a 15 to 20 minute uh, video and that one actually is an instruction so like a mastermind of here are the places here's a four day itinerary here's a seven day here's a ten day here's the must-haves here are the things I wish I knew right? Everyone thinks it's freezing. It's not, it's not. Now I will tell you, I had one day where it was bloody cold and my heat seaters broke on the car. And, you know, I can tell you that having no heat seater on the other side of the Island, it wasn't a good thing, but you just got to make do, but I do have a free, uh, free video Mark that will get you started. And then I'm, I'm ready to share my hotel recommendations and all sorts of stuff with you. Cause it's just, it's amazing. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. And I want to go back there, but like, I, I haven't been to Fiji. I got to go to Fiji. Yeah, I
0: know. You a said it three times lists. in this, this, this podcast. Yeah. I'm thinking Fiji's very here for you.
2: <laughs> right? And African safari. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and that's the other piece is We don't know our world keeps changing, right? Climate change, whether you believe in it or not, glaciers are retreating. Even the animals on the African safari as a kid, that wasn't my thing growing up, but now i think i want to see that before it goes away i don't want to find out i went too late and i missed seeing what it's like to watch a a lion or an Mm. elephant on the safari i mean i really i that would be something i would regret so what would you regret right
1: and it's a funny thing of all my clients you know i worked with some wealthy clients over the years their number one trip was a safari Something about being I've out with the animals and members. and and I've seen where you can yep. walk on the mazumari and oh, I was like, oh my gosh, yes
2: yeah, actually, several of my members have been have talked about that as well that that is their absolute because I always ask when somebody comes into community what's your one recommendation that is you would do it again and everyone needs to put it on their bucket list and I've had at least two in
0: the community say they're safari mm-hmm. that's nice that's yep. nice. So we're going to to transition into some quick fire questions, which are really what comes to your mind. Very rapid answers. So if if you're going to mentor somebody, what would be one of the things that you would really want them to to know? That's one of the key things.
2: Um, Trust yourself, but go forward in the unknown. Like, don't hesitate thinking you've got to know it all before you go. Trust you can get through it. And
0: just keep going. Mm. Self-trust, very important. So
1: in your life, who was the most influential growing up in your years? And why?
2: (laughs) That's Um, So I've always been a daddy's girl, but both my parents influenced me very differently. And they're fortunately still here and still together, which I know is unique anyways. Um, But they always instilled in me a passion for learning and looking forward at, and, and always set forth the understanding that I could do whatever I wanted. Um, even, you know, swimming in college and, um, even, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just, it was never a focus of you had to be this when you grew up or this, when you grew up, it was always this very open where you're going and let's help you get there. Right. And I do think as a part of that the other person I would say would probably be my mother's father, my grandfather. He came over from um, England uh, through Ellis Island when he was a boy. And I remember so vividly as a kid that my grandfather didn't have an English accent, but uncle Ed, his brother did. And it wasn't until many years later that I learned it was because uncle Ed, when they came over from England, it was my grandfather, his brother, and their mother. That was it. And I guess, I guess my maternal great-grandmother was a tart. <laughs> and she came over with the two boys. And uh, my, fa- my grandfather got to go to school. And he lost his English accent. But the older son had to work. Mm. And so he kept his English accent. And so because of his growing up in this way, my grandfather always was a champion of what am I learning? What am I, what am I doing? What am I focused on and where am I going? And he was always like, he bought me a a dictionary. He was always fostering uh, this sense of wonder. And I didn't recognize it until probably just now, when you asked me this question, where this sense of wonder and enthusiasm, it's definitely more from my mother and my, my grandfather. And my dad is more the practical, helping me make sure I've got my plan and I've got the steps and I'm accountable, right? Um, but my grandfather, um, when I was accepted into college, uh, I remember my grandfather and grandmother drove up there and they spent the weekend and to check it all out for me. And I remember them saying that they went to the athletic office and had somebody go open the pool so they could see where <laughs> I was going to be swimming, and because I was the first uh in his family generation to go to college so learning was always this and the sense of wonder always came from him so I didn't realize it Mark until you just asked me that question but
0: that's great Uh, Sense of wonder is wonderful yes and this may be the the uh, the next question is like what's one of your you know your number one secret to your success your fulfillment hmm
2: I think I think it's optimism and just the Not, not worried about failing. You know, I've been fortunate in my life that even if I didn't know exactly where I was going or what it was going to look like, I knew I had to be there or I knew I wanted something and somehow I always make it work. I always land on my feet. I will always get there. It may not be on the timetable I want, you know, I want it now. Um, But I think it's just living with a sense of optimism curiosity. And I think honestly, it's the best anti-aging tool out there is to just keep seeing what you really want and going after it. And yes, I still have to pay the bills and I still have to mow the lawn and do these other things, but I focus more on what's important to me. And then, then I try to make sure that I'm living a life that mirrors my personal priorities. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, You seem to have this energy do you have daily habits or routines or is this just the way you are? Do you have routines that help you show- It's
2: obnoxious. It's just, I know, I know. And- <laughs> this is a bit of the way I am. So even uh, growing up, my um, yearbook, so in high school, I was on the yearbook staff and our, our teacher sponsor was, her name is Mrs. Griffith and everyone called her Griff. And my sister is uh, younger than me and she was coming up, in the ranks. And she also got on yearbook staff. And I just remember Griff talking with me and my sister and saying, is she always like this? It's just obnoxious. And she meant it in a sweet endearing way, but I've just, I'm always been a very happy person. And I think it's because I continue to do things that fill up my bucket first. And it doesn't mean that uh, you know I do cry at movies, and I do have my periods of oh dear Lord, where am I? What's happening now? You know, even taking the jump uh, from corporate, yes, I absolutely have had my moments of self doubt. And would anybody read this book that I'm going to write? Or you know, I had six people sign up, not ten, right? So I still have my self doubts and and challenges, just like everybody else, and bills to pay, but. I am very fortunate in that um, whether it's the upbringing, good genes, a combination of both, I don't know, but I've just always been somebody who is looking for the, the good and finding ways to making sure that I'm having something good in my world regularly.
1: So there's no like habit or routine every day or anything. It's just living. It's just living. Which so it's is coffee. Great. Yeah. Coffee.
2: Well, it's living, but you know, I, I will say, you know, I'm an active person and especially you know, I find, uh, I, I run and I bike and I do things because I feel that I, I do better when I take care of myself physically Mm -hmm. and it clears my head. Um, and I also know if something's harder, so I will say, um, having that accountability group, like I've got, I've got gals that I go run with, or I hike with, or, you know, I connect with, they're my, they're my therapy. So, I mean, it's the, it's the best form of mental health I can have to have the support network of of gals I can chat with. Um, But I also know that if I'm going to try something and I'm a little hesitant because it might be hard, I know at this age, as we're getting older, it will be harder tomorrow. So if it's, if it's something that I, I know is going to be a little either tiring or stressful, I just try to reset my mind. So I'm a big fan when uh, Claudine and I have worked together in the past. I'm a big fan of reframing and really making sure that I'm I'm focused on how I'm going to get there. And so I think by doing things regularly, physically, that's keeping me active. That's part of my mental health strategy. And by setting up times to do it with others, it's keeping me accountable. So that's part of my daily habits. Um, and then I had to start eating a little bit more clean in the last two years. So I found out I have a gluten sensitivity, so it's not terrible. I don't have, you know, I'm not. um, I don't have celiac disease or anything. However, I feel better when I'm eating better. Um, So I found that cleaner eating without um, gluten or dairy or soy and corn. Corn's the killer because I love corn, like tortillas and everything. I lived in Texas for years, so I have. That was the hardest part for me, but. I think also taking care of how I'm eating and just nourishing myself so that I can show up every day in the way I, I want to. So oh, wow. I don't know, Mark, I, I think it's a little bit of, um, uh, age denial. I think I'm trying to still pretend I'm 30 uh, something and this body. will last forever. So
0: I don't know. Well,
1: it looks good on you. So.
0: It does. It does. <laughs> it, it's been, it's such been a fascinating, um, you know, opportunity to share your wisdom and your offering, um, as well as what you invite everyone else to invite in themselves. So maybe ignite in themselves is a better way of putting that. So I want to, I want to thank you for, you know, being here, sharing that, uh, your perspective and the services that you provide for people, right? It is a live it now. There's no guarantees. So I want yeah. thank you, Wendy. Um, no. for well, I'm,
2: I'm really thrilled to be here. And I'm really excited that you guys are also going to create a little bit now <laughs> goal in 2022. <laughs> See more spreading the love. Yes. This is great
0: We're on
1: fire right now.
0: Yes. Oh. Yeah, Mark does. I will tell you, Mark, gets very inspired from these things. It, they, oh. Yes, it's, it, it's always a gift to share time and space with you. And, and so I want to thank you for passing a flame to us both here. And I'll hopefully, you know, our <laughs> listeners also, you know, are open to receiving what you you just provided yep. to everyone um so thank you and um you know uh we will we will be in touch and i, I you know, and get on the challenge and post that on facebook at the bto podcast
1: bring it right into your new year
2: yep yes for sure yep Absolutely. Right. take your new year off
0: with a lot more yeah, fun right? there you go mm. so i want to thank yep. everyone for listening to Breakthrough the ordinary podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode and a deep dive into Really about living life now um, so you can have an extraordinary life don't wait for it if you'd like to support this podcast please leave a rating and share with others on social media and to catch the latest please follow us at the bto podcast on instagram facebook twitter and youtube thank you and we'll see you next time